Hi everyone, and welcome to Did You Watch The Race? This week we're going to be talking to the US Grand Prix in Austin, the effects of sprint on the weekend and the sport as a whole I suppose as well, the drama with the disqualification, and... Sergeant's first points. I'm Jason, I've been watching F1 for the last 15 years or so. I'm Colin and I've been watching F1 for four years. And Gemma will be along shortly with us as well. So, did you watch the race? I did. I missed the start, um, unfortunately, so I didn't actually get to see the two DNFs, but I think I caught it from lap 15 onwards. Yeah, there wasn't a huge pile from the DNFs, like there weren't big crashes or anything, it was kind of attrition more than friction because I haven't seen them and I didn't actually look up what happened to them no it doesn't make sense do you want to explain it as in it it was kind of from bumps and damage more than it was from smashing into each other like oh so what actually happened to them was there just debris there was like a minor crash and then some debris on the track or something yeah I think um Ocon it was kind of hard to tell who went into it was into the first turn and kind of Piastri came across to the right Ocon came across to the left and Ocon's wheel went into Piastri's side pod so I think there was just too much damage on the cars then they 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 went on for a few laps after that and I think eventually they're just like ah that's that's packing in. in yeah but overall it wasn't a bad race actually I thought it, I, I couldn't figure it out no it wasn't it wasn't a bad race I think it was just a bit uneventful it, it just it felt like it kept almost being good like there, were, there was always something about to happen that There's never transpired. Threats of excitement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we had obviously Verstappen and Hamilton kind of hunting down Norris in the early stint. Then we had Norris hunting down Verstappen again after that, or kind of trying to stay with them. And then Hamilton obviously going for Verstappen towards the end. So, yeah, if any of them had transpired, it could have been a great race, but obviously they never did. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I don't really have much to add on that. The, I suppose to start with the sprint, the sprint was awful, I thought. Um, I didn't even watch the sprint. I didn't have time oh, this weekend. I because I, I got up to watch it. It was at 4am here. So, But Arsenal were playing again, so I was like, ah, two for one. So I'd also like to point out all the people saying that I don't watch the races. I've only missed two races. I know I missed the sprint this weekend, but <laughs> I usually watch them all. So leave me alone. Yeah. I kind of adds to the the discourse around it but yeah the, a lot of people are complaining about sprints a lot of the teams are complaining about sprints basically why are we doing this it, and Max even was complaining about it it's like well there was a bit of excitement about Sunday with me in sixth and whatever and now it's kind of ruined because everyone seems that we've good race pace McLaren have good race pace Ferrari can't really manage their tyres overly well without sacrificing pace massively so it's like oh yeah we just got a trailer it's, it's like do you know when a movie a movie trailer comes out and they basically put the entire movie into the trailer and you're like oh, oh yeah I, I don't need to see this because that's all of the best bits of the movie you, no it's actually even worse than that because they it feels like they do you know when some movies have they have like improv in it and so they try a couple of different lines and the line that's in the trailer actually isn't in the film yeah and I feel like that's exactly what happened here it's like Max is in six yeah nope <laughs> yeah that's very much it so, look, yeah, I think they're just getting less and less defendable. I know F1 are going to keep trying to make them a thing, but, yeah, hopefully they start to fade out. I have no issue with them trying something else. I just don't think this will work. You don't think this worked? No. I, I Like, no. they have tried this and it's not working. Yeah, and they've tried a couple of formats of it now as well. A lot of people are still calling for a reverse grid thing. I That, that to me, is even worse. I Like, I can see how that would create some kind of fake entertainment in for the race but like imagine a world championship being decided because you know somebody couldn't get past a backmarker car into the first turn you know whatever the, it takes a 
skill element out of it and it just kind of throws it just throws in a ran, an element of randomness so I don't think F1 should ever do the reverse grid like say F2 and F3 do but I think it'll probably it'll also like that'll play into people messing up qualification I don't know well no to be the suggestion I've seen is reverse grid off the world championship standings constantly yeah like as in so every sprint no, would be stupid yeah but I don't know yeah the I don't know where we go from them here with them there's a couple more I think left this year so maybe then but I just feel like there have been a handful of good sprints like I think Silverstone the first year around was a decent one Austria this year was a decent sprint there, they have been okay ones but they've always just been okay because there was a bit of a crash or there's a bit of drama and it's like it takes away from the actual race I think was a Martin Brundle described them as it's basically like adding an extra third to the race and having a red flag during it yeah pretty much I don't know if it takes away from the race necessarily I think it just kind of actually sorry I was thinking in terms of the drivers but I guess for the fans it does it negates what you're going to see the next day yeah if that makes sense exactly yeah so yeah look I don't I I don't have a suggestion to make them better but I also I'm a I'm an F1 conservative I think the weekend is much better with the Friday the Saturday with qualifying everything set up and then Sunday so yeah, we'll see what they see what they do for next year because they are changing year to year. So, okay, so moving on to the actual race, what did we think? Yeah, we oh we spoke briefly about this, but yeah, I think overall it it was a decent race, but it it was just one of those it wasn't exciting in any capacity. I think yeah, it's it it could have been exciting except for the fact that yeah, yeah. I don't think it, no, I don't think it wasn't exciting. I think it was nothing lived up to the excitement. So as in like. When you're talking about the threats that were there, um, like especially towards the end when Hamilton was catching Max, like those moments were they were exciting, but they didn't deliver. Like nothing was delivered on on yeah. what was yeah. not necessarily promised, but a lot of foreplay with no actual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and that makes it, yeah that Blue makes bald. it disappointing. I feel like if there was less threats of something exciting happening, and it would have been like, oh yeah, the race was grand, but because. You're disappointed. You're like, Bleh. this is something. Um, uh, this is where I find like I don't mind co- uh, crafty and commentary. I think you need that kind of excited person, you know, to make races exciting, especially oh, like this. You need that. But in this race, I just felt he kept trying to manufacture what was going That's to happen. Job, man. I know. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. Just in this race, it was particularly noticeable. And also, I feel like when they learn a word, well, he when he learns a word, he just doesn't stop using it. Like he uses uh, it always. Yeah. Tire offset. I don't think I've heard him say a tire offset so many times in one race like it just repeatedly he said tasty a lot of times too in fairness like most people would do that if they learn a new word if they get a new phrase they'll say it all the time yeah. but you're not with them for any yeah. reason like you get a massive dose of him for two hours with no response <laughs> but also their job isn't to commentate for F1 whereas his is and he's been doing it for he's been for 12 years now this is his 13th season I'd say but yeah, outside of that, yeah, it was an interesting like strategic battle that I suppose kicking off at Mercedes, they lost. I really don't know <laughs> what their their thought process was. I think they were trying to string it out for a one stop. I thought they could think they thought they could do it. I don't think they realised they had as good a pace. Well, Hamilton had as good a pace, and I think they thought Red Bull had better pace, if that makes sense. As in I think they were trying to string out that first stint as much as they could, and then just got absolutely blitzed in three laps Hamilton lost 10 seconds to Verstappen like even one of them laps back you know it just seemed they were not willing to make a gamble which 
when you're talking about the Mercedes of old, obviously that you know won what eight championships in a row. They didn't have to make gambles. This current iteration of Mercedes needs to if they if they want to win races, they need to throw the dice here and there. And they were just too conservative, and then ended up not doing either. Really, you know, they extended the first stint, but only by three laps, four laps, you know. And they had a full set of mediums ready to go as well for the second stint. So I really don't see where they were going with this. <laughs> Because I think a, a lot of the drivers had said from the get-go, they were like, this is going to be a two-stop race. I don't know if you've seen the the thing that Leclerc apparently asked Gasly before, like where on, when they were on the grid. He was just like, oh, are you doing a one-stop race? And he was like, man, are you serious? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't see that. I would have loved to see that interaction. Yeah. Speaking of strategy, I think Leclerc got hung out to dry. Absolutely, yeah, by the team yet again. Oh, 100%. But I feel like that's, I think they're taking their gambles and I feel like they're all, all of them are always in the clear to yeah. gamble and for some reason he always loses. <laughs> this is what I think like science in the last two seasons has kind of benefited by Leclerc being that scapegoat to a degree or do they always try and see seem to do something different whereas science is kind of like, oh yeah, go on, just keep driving there. That's good stuff. Thanks, science. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, well, I do feel like they've made decisions that definitely don't benefit science. And I think he's worked around, I, I'm a big science fan, so mm. I feel like he's done well to to make the best of what he's got. Um, oh, definitely. He, he's managed the team a lot better than Leclerc has. Yeah. I don't know if Leclerc's had to manage the team in, in terms of, he usually, like, from my perspective, it's like he's getting what is supposedly the good strategies and the benefit of the doubts and stuff like that but unfortunately the strategy that they come up with is always (laughs) (laughs) very well put Uh, just back to what I I think Hamilton had a really good weekend in terms of race pace and his driving especially after Qatar and the faux pas into the first turn it was a really strong weekend from him but yeah Mercedes just weren't on it like the pit stops were horrendous as well even by their standards as in both Hamiltons were over three seconds so, I don't see where they're going yeah, with this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would cost him. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. As in, so, if you had stopped a lap earlier and two, two and a half second pit stops, you're all right, you know. I, I don't see where they're going with Obviously, they have a different, kind of, a safer method of doing the pit stops that they're aiming for that kind of, every pit stop's at 2.5 seconds. But we're really seeing that that doesn't matter when you're still getting one or two, three plus second pit stops. You may as well be getting the yeah. odd two second pit stop as well. Yeah, 100%. Russell had a bit of an eh weekend. Got yeah. stuck behind Science in the sprint. He was a bit anonymous, wasn't he? Yeah, couldn't get by Science in the sprint when Science was on very worn softs. So don't really see. Yeah, he, he just never really seemed to have the pace. Like, still had a fine result. I think he finished fifth after those qualifications. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't even have any notes written down. I don't have any notes from him, funnily enough. I kind of forgot he existed during this race. Yeah, which, you know, <laughs> yeah, isn't always a bad I... thing to finish fifth and not be remembered. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's it's better to be not remembered and do something pretty unremarkable. Well, he'd done better than his teammate who came second, so. Yeah, <laughs> technically he did, yeah. Very, very true. What was he? I think he also had 100 races, wasn't that? Russell and Lando's achievement. I think they both had have a hundred GPs under their belt. I'll have to head off now in a moment, but okay. I suppose just before I go, what was your take on the qualifications? I 
don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning, that's all I know, and they were disqualified. Oh, one question I actually had around the qualifications. So between the sprint and the uh, race, I'm imagining they change out the plank. Yes. They, well, it, yeah, they yeah. would change out the, the measurement points. Or if they don't, I assume there's extra allowance for sprint weekends. I'm not 100% sure, but I would assume they change out the plank. Okay, yeah. I was just wondering, would that have had any impact on the actual disqualifications? No, but I think the sprint weekend overall did because they wouldn't have had as much running, say in FP1, obviously then two and three. So... I think that's where this mistake came around. Like, it, it's this is the first time I've seen a plank disqualification. I think ever. I don't think I've ever seen a team get disqualified for it. So, I would have to assume it's not a coincidence that it was on a sprint weekend. That it was just lack of preparation and a bit of maybe lack of luck as well. I'd love to know how close they were. I haven't seen the actual amount that they were off by because if it's it, it would depend. If it was a couple of mil, then they definitely would have gained performance by running a bit closer to the ground. If it's you know, fractions of a millimetre, it'd be marginal enough, I'd say. But, yeah, yeah it's tech- It's dissimilar to when Vettel got disqualified in Hungary in 2021. It's technical regulation. If you break it, you're disqualified. That's, there's, there's no... It's the one thing there's sport no does like, reasonably well, yeah. It's, there's, there's no ambiguity around it. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by it. I also, when I saw it, I thought it was a meme. I think, I think I don't know where I saw it, but I was on Instagram for the first time in a long time and it was one of the first things I saw and I was like well that's a meme <laughs> and then it wasn't <laughs> the fake like F1 breaking yeah or genuine that's what I thought it was yeah I'm just thinking mm. though Mercedes robbed the F1 community of so much drama if Hamilton had won that race and then only for two stripped of him oh, afterwards yeah, oh yeah yeah that would have been dramatic. It also makes the battle for second a bit more interesting in the driver championships, I think. Uh, yeah, it's just Perez continuing to fail Perez upwards. Is, thank God. Like, yeah. And it's so... Sherlock, he'll have his day in the sun in Mexico and that's about it. Yeah. Re- realistically, like, well, second in the championship, especially for somebody like Hamilton, but even for Perez, it's not really, like, can anyone remember who came second in 2019? No, I can't even remember who came second in the last race. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, 2019 was definitely Bottas, no? No, it was Vettel, I'm pretty sure. But you can see, yeah, that's what I mean. It's you second in the championship. If you don't win the drivers or the constructors, yeah. For Well, I'm talking obviously about for Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull and hopefully now McLaren, that them kind of teams. You know, obviously there's much more to be won down lower the grid. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, overall, it's so I, I don't really... They're just trying to make the race for second a thing because first is already done anyway I am going to go and go to work thanks for joining us Jason from the future no worries cool alright talk to you soon bye Jason bye bye Bye. as Jason is recording from the future he has to head off to work but thank you very much Jason for popping in and sharing your thoughts right it's just myself and you Colm so should we get further stuck into the race yeah let's go for it Right, so we discussed we discussed Mercedes and we discussed Ferrari. So is there any other parting points you wanted to share on those teams before we move on? No, I think we covered most of it. Yeah, I agree. They're both shite. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do we want to just get Red Bull out of the way? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, Max won. Shocking. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched the race. But he was really struggling. Um, he was giving out 
stink to his engineer for talking to him during the braking um, and he didn't seem be, to be particularly confident this race which was very interesting to see yeah that was the first time I've seen like I think the first time anyone's seen him in a long time be so erratic mm. like he used there used to be his radio messages all the time but obviously yeah. since he started like this year he hasn't had any messages like that oh I think he has had a few ratty ones but like nothing that's that been that consistently like shouty and aggressive oh like he was panicked mm. this time around like before he was just like this sucks or whatever um, but like this time around he was very much like don't talk to me I'm obsessed with him calling the RB19 a piece of shit I love <laughs> it's like that's literally the greatest F1 car ever made and he's like that's a piece of shit I can't drive it so obviously he also got a lot of boos which I thought was interesting so there was talk afterwards that the crowd were booing the politicians but I actually don't think that I no, think that's bullshit I think they were not booing it was Max like and obviously chanting very clear yeah Max got his medal yeah. Massive boos. Hamilton got his trophy. Massive cheers. Uh, Lando mm-hmm. got his loads of cheers. And then when Max got his trophy, then it was like a boos again. It was definitely for Max. Yeah. Which was upsetting because I really want, it kind of ruined the, the light up trophy moment for me because I didn't see it in Japan and I wanted to see it happen and I was too distracted by the boos to see it light up. In fairness, up. did uh, he come out recently and say something silly? I feel like uh, Red, Max Red Bull and Max yeah have um, a tendency to do stuff like that no but uh, uh, Helmut Marco recently said a racist remark about Checo and how him being slow is in could be in relation to his oh, ethnicity heard about this, yeah. yeah which was you know, basically like perpetuating the stereotypes that Mexicans are lazy which is absolutely insane didn't he come out immediately afterwards and say something that basically was like a double down, but like an apology. Sort yeah. Of. Like, I mean. And then, and then he had a PR team write a statement for him that obviously wasn't him. Shouldn't be shocked. I mean, Helmut Marco, we can, we can comfortably go on record with this, is is not a good person. He is a bad man and we shouldn't be surprised, but it's still awful. So I wonder if there was a link to that maybe as well. I don't know. I do think there's rumours behind the scenes that there is a power struggle currently going on between Christian and Helmut. Interesting. No, I don't particularly think that it is personal between the two men. Apparently, whoever has replaced Massachusetts, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Whoever has replaced him doesn't like Helmut Marco for obvious reasons. He's a PR nightmare and yep. Red Bull is a marketing team. Like, that's yep. what the company is. So I feel like they're, whoever is in charge is trying to put pressure on Marco to leave, I think. And Christian, not that he's supporting that. I think him and Marco are quite good friends and they work well together obviously mm-hmm. but I don't know I feel like he's trying to manage it That's diplomatically fair. but apparently behind the scenes that it's uh, not going well I, I, this That's is interesting. Um, hearsay from this is hearsay that I'm hearing secondhand mm-hmm. from the rumours well if I had any influence in Red Bull I'd be like out you go helmet goodbye get out of here you old fossil I do think he's obviously very good at spotting talent I think he has gotten oh yeah some of the best drivers into the sport. Yeah. In recent years. It's just a big racist amongst other things, I'm sure. But sure, look. Um, I Sorry, would ha- I'd, like to, I'd like to clarify that I'm not defending Helen Oracle. <laughs> I'm just trying no, to No, no. I mean, people could be good at their jobs and be terrible people. Like, and that's unfortunately some people in F1 and some people in every industry in the world. So um, I do agree that um, he is a PR nightmare and he probably should just go away. But unfortunately, we are a mere podcast. We have no influence. Yet. Yet. 
we're coming for you, Helmet. In terms of Checo, uh, did nothing of interest? Question mark? No, um, I think he performed a bit better than he usually does. Yeah. Um, still not outstanding. He wasn't able to get in any position that he was actually able to help out Max. No. Even, like, I think this is the weekend where he probably would have needed it the most. Obviously, other than Singapore, but th- that's complete. that was a complete different scenario. Max actually needed help this weekend. Mm-hmm. And Lewis almost caught him. And obviously, if Lewis caught him, he would have been disqualified anyway. So it didn't really make much of a difference. Yeah. But there definitely is an argument to get rid of Checo, I think, at this point. But I think this definitely is underlined this weekend where it's like we needed him this weekend to perform and he didn't. He wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in the he wasn't in the top five or top six or whatever. Um, he just, yeah, he cruised a bit. I actually, they, the F1 commentator said a really interesting stat that if Max was the only Red Bull driver, Red Bull would still be 112 points ahead in the Constructors Championship. Oh, yeah. Isn't that last insane? Week we were talking about last time round and we had said that Max had achieved 400 points. Yes. And again, still other Constructors aren't, what are they, 325, I think is the next. Mm-hmm. Like they could Check. fully just have Max as the number one driver and not have a number two driver. Like that's, I know we t- we whinge about like the fact he wins races and like it, it is fair, but it's also just incredible, like uh, like an incredible feat in Formula One. But also it doesn't look great for Checo, obviously, because when you look that indisposable and not just him, anyone, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit worrying for him, but who knows? Yeah, Mercedes are second with 344. Okay. Okay. Now, in fairness, uh, Max has obviously been extremely dominant this year. They wouldn't be able to 100% predict that. He's also on track, I think, next week to win the most in one season. Because I think he holds that record already at 16. Yeah. And next week will be 17. So next week is the big week. Not that he cares, I don't think. No. Maybe he does. Eh, I mean, I'm sure he does, but also, I don't know. I don't know how, like, one win is but it's different from the next. Um, but maybe that's a very flippant thing to say. I don't know. Can we move on very quickly to the Red Bull sister team, which is AlphaTauri? And oh my God, the yes. Re- the only reason why I say this is because we usually don't have anything to say about them. But looking at my notes here... We have stuff on the two drivers, I think. We do, actually. Well, first of all, Daniel Ricciardo, welcome back. Um, a staggeringly disappointing last yeah. place. I feel, well, technically last place because obviously Piastri knock on DNF. And Alonso, so. But for the car still running, yeah, that was pretty unfortunate for him. I don't know what happened. They didn't show much of him. I don't know if his hand has recovered fully, um, but yeah. that's probably me making excuses for him. They also pitted him for softs to get fastest lap at the end. Which he did not get because. Sonoda took it because Sonoda, Sonoda actually will get points for it because he finished. Yeah. My boy, I'm very happy. He finished technically P10 and then he finished P8 post um, disqualification, which is great. So he got fastest lap and he hasn't finished in the points since Belgium. So shout out to Yuki, which is very exciting. It's about bloody yeah, time. And Ricardo, yeah, I don't know. I, I still have my doubts. I, I, I don't know, but I'm willing to be proven wrong. You have your doubts about what? About whether he deserves the seat over someone like Lawson who is actually a junior driver and who has outperformed Yuki in every single race as opposed to Ricardo who has a slowly declining track record and who obviously is yeah. 
um, a seasoned driver. And that's, again, as everyone says, is not what the AlphaTauri seats are for. They're junior teams specifically for that reason. So I don't know, but he's so bloody marketable and yeah. likable. I suppose... Th- I, I believe he's getting by his personality. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, I feel like if he was anyone else, he'd be dropped. Yeah. Without question. I think the fact that he's so well-liked yeah. in the paddock, that he's getting by. And again, Red Bull, as we said earlier, is a marketing team. And mm-hmm. He's very marketable. Like, I think, if anything, to have him on board purely to do all the PR stuff. Oh, yeah, I'd say he makes... Uh, any money he loses from racing, he like he makes up in marketing. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think it's unreasonable to have him in the Alpha Tauri at the minute. I do. I do think you're right, though. I think Lawson definitely deserves a seat somewhere. Yeah, I agree. He's fantastic. He's really good. Hopefully, we'll see him next year. Yeah. Maybe. And then, speaking of DNFs, do we want to talk about another rookie in Piastri and McLaren? Sure, lead the way. Well, Piastri had. A decent start. I think he was starting in like P4 or P5 and had a decent start and then ended up kind of turning into Akon and Akon got damaged to his... I'm actually not sure where Akon got damaged to. Potentially on his under the like... I was going to say his undercarriage. His underwear. <laughs> got damaged um, anyway. <laughs> So I think Jason touched on this. I actually was unfortunate. I missed the start of the race. I was busy. And, okay. and by the time I got home, I think I caught on lap 15 or something out there. So mm-hmm. I actually missed Ocon and Piastri's collision that caused them to DNF. Um, so yeah. But yeah, I think it was just um, Piastri turned into Ocon. I think it was just deemed as a racing incident. Ocon got damaged and retired first. I think he retired on lap seven. And then Piastri, I think his his side pod potentially got damaged, but he just lost power and he retired then on lap 11, which was So upsetting. was the collision on lap one or lap two? Or it was, was it? on the first turn, I think. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so Jason's quote was, it was, <laughs> I think... Oh no, sorry, it wasn't DNF. on the first corner, but it, it was probably the first chicane. First lap, anyway. yeah. Um, I think Jason said it was a DNF of attrition. Of what? Which attrition, and I I also had the same reaction because I haven't seen it. But I think you would meant it was there was a small collision, and it was actually fine for the most part. But eventually the cars just kind of yeah fell apart. They did, and actually, funny enough, on the first lap, which is why I know it wasn't on the or the first corner, which I know why it wasn't on the first corner is because actually both Alpines were scrapping on the first corner, which I thought was interesting. So they. We're both trying to fight for the racing line, and I think one of them went wider. Both of them, um, so a little bit of, uh, the the camaraderie for the each other's teammates, or the sorry, the camaraderie for each other went out the window a little bit. Um, and Gazi himself had a decent race, um, but again, nothing to write home about in terms of events. Yeah, I feel like his move to Alpine has been very meh. I think it has been. I think his career, it's a good move for him. I think he has been performing decently. Now, he's no Alpha Tauri in 2020, 2021. But I think his season last year was a bit shit. I think the car, Alpha Tauri is a bit shit still. I think it was the, it was a wise move for him, even marketing wise, obviously, because he's French and it's a French team. 
I just think it will take a while, but I can see him doing quite well in Alpine. I think he just needs time, personally. But I love him. So, you know, what do I know? I'm biased. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't have uh, a massive affinity to him. I don't dislike him either. I don't dislike Arkan either. I think I just... Nothing at this stage, and because they haven't really been around much mm-hmm. in this season, it's hard to remember much about any race that... Ocon has then. been having a good season, I think. You know, he's had a few unfortunate DNFs. So Alpine has had three DNFs in the last five races. I think they've just been really unfortunate. I think Ocon was at least two of those. But he has been performing pretty well, I think. I think he's been pulling out some impressive results. I think it's kind of run a mill for... I think that's kind of standard for the midfield teams. Like, especially in the corners, or especially in races where the first couple of corners are a bit hectic but yeah so actually before we move on we should probably talk about we should probably go back to McLaren and talk about uh, Lando Norris who came second slash third surely should be third slash second third <laughs> I feel like the more important one comes oh comes sorry up. yeah it should be third slash second so yeah he got promoted to second which was great he had a really good race he started on pole he lost it I think about halfway um, Max definitely took the lead maybe Hamilton overtook him at some point but anyway Max Leclerc had the lead at one point didn't he? Oh sorry he did yeah Leclerc had a good start God, I forgot about Leclerc Well he was in pole so he definitely should have been in Was he on pole? I thought, he was, I thought Lando was on pole No Lando took No it was Leclerc Ah sorry He just okay. had a terrible race Yeah he did Okay well that just goes to show you how unmemorable it was that I was like oh Lando was in pole but he had a good race. Um, he kept his cool. He had a good run. Uh, I was impressed. So he's just yeah, very consistent. I think um, there was a moment when Hamilton was overtaking him, and he made a very late move. Mm-hmm. No, I, I thought it was actually fine from my perspective. But again, I like Lando, so I thought that was quite a good defensive move. I thought so too. Unfortunately, yeah, Hamilton just had more grip. And was able to overtake him very easily after that. Yeah, I thought it was a good move. I think it was a good attempt. Even if you know that in the next corner they're gonna they're gonna overtake you, I think it's still worth defending and worth, you know, putting up a bit of a fight. Yeah, and I feel like if it was particularly bad, there would have been more calls about the stewards looking at it FY in the like Yeah, it's just a bit of racing really, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought that was entertaining. Yes, I liked that. I think there was an air of that for sure. Even though it didn't really build, it didn't really build to anything. There were still some really great moments there where, like, there was like proper quality racing and and yeah. some really nice moves and defending and stuff. So that was. That I was think exciting. there was a very distinct moment when Lando's tires dropped off because he was keeping up with Max for a good bit, mm. and he was he wasn't inside the one second range, but he was teetering on for a long time, and then he just dropped off. Yeah, and he then it looked like Max was pulling away. And then you realise, oh no, it's just Lando falling back and he's actually, Hamilton's getting closer. Yeah. 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 It was it was unfortunate. But yeah, he won driver of the day too. So uh, in Lando's words, he said, that's pretty much a win. Yeah. He's a, he knows how to appease the crowds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> should we, um, then taking off our DNF list, should we go on to Alonso and Aston Martin? Yeah, we can. I have no clue what happened to him. I also... Oh, so it was a suspected rear suspension failure. Um, He slowly fell out of the points and then slowly trickled on down um, and had to retire. So that was 
unfortunate. So he retired in uh, lap 50. So he was really close. Uh, very unfortunate for um, Alonso and for Aston Martin. However, Stroll up in P9. So both Aston Martin started from the pit lane because they both took um, entry yeah, penalties. There was loads of people starting in the pit lane. I obviously didn't see that happen at the race, but yeah, I heard. There was four. So there was both Aston Martins and there was both Haas's. I also think it's a testament to Alonso that how good the start of his season was, that he's still in fourth for the championship. <laughs> it's insane. And I don't think he's won anything in a long time. Or sorry, obviously he didn't win any races, but he hasn't been performing very well for the second half of the season and he's still in fourth. Yeah. Oh, he's just incredible. He's unstoppable. But yeah, like Alonso did have a really good race. He had some some bits and bobs going on. Um, Stroll also came from the very back to P9. I was very, I was delighted, delighted for him because obviously we've been talking about how he's had a really hard run. And there's been talk about whether he, well, there's always talk, but there's now particularly talk about his his deserved place in F1. So he scored P9. Um, scored... Was that a promoted P9 hmm? or what was P7? Yes. Was that a pr- Oh, sorry. So it was P9, P9 and then technically P7. So P7 after the disqualifications. I keep forgetting that. So it was his first point scored since before the summer break. Which is kind of mad, but I mean, yeah, P7, pretty good. I don't know if we should be celebrating that, <laughs> to be honest. This is like when a toddler like claps its hands and you're like, wow, that's amazing. It's like yeah, literally it's the, the bar is on the floor. <laughs> I think it's a bit hypocritical of us to be ragging on si- or Sergio and then applauding Stroll for well, something similar. I just think it's, it's you know, you just, I think, I think personally from anyone, it's, it's an impressive result coming from the back to P7 but also someone is, who's had a terrible track record okay yeah and fairness, yeah I guess their car has fallen off it's not like the Red Bull has fallen mm. off it's still the same yeah. best car so I guess there should be a bit more pressure on Sergio to do better but I don't know I think he's been having a, a rough year and mm. even at the start of the year it wasn't all up to him like the car was in a decent position so I'm just rooting for him I'm rooting for you Lance also, <laughs> speaking of first points, because of the disqualifications, moving on to Williams, Logan Sargent scored his first ever points in F1 in his home yeah. Grand Prix. Isn't that very wholesome? I also saw a stat that's the first points by an American in 30 years. No which way. Is, yeah. Uh, quite apt that it's yeah. in Austin. That it's in, it's in the US. Uh, I I like, yeah, delighted for him, honestly. I know, again, like we're applauding such a small feat, but in fairness, I'm just glad he has points now. I feel like... No, I think it's fine to applaud small feats. I think it's it's different when it's... They've been performing so poorly for a while. True. I think I think it's just... It's a bit hypocritical because I feel like mm. Sergio and Stroll are pretty much in the same position. Yeah, that's true. Barring that Sergio probably does have a better car. So, um, but like in terms of... Williams and Sergeant. No, we weren't expecting him to be there. Yeah. And we weren't expecting him to get points. And it's more of like a baby's first as opposed to uh sorry, that sounds really patronizing. <laughs> baby's I mean first it's point. more of a it's more of like a congratulatory because it's your first time XYZ as opposed to oh, you've done something in Yeah, the first that you should have been doing for, this whole time. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Then while we're on Williams, um Albon, the only notes I have is that he exceeded track limits and got a penalty. 
Cool, let's move on. <laughs> well, who no, else I'm, do we have? <laughs> I, I just, I'm not joking. Yeah, there's nothing else. There's nothing else from Albon that I have. Well, I suppose the only note about Haas is that it was a pretty poor race from them and it was their home GP. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, they started from the pit lane um, and did nothing of significance uh, at all. And Alfa Romeo... Oh, Magnus got unfortunate. I think he'd done a few... He had a few issues with track limits as well. He did. He came, he came just ahead of Ricardo because he had time penalties. Oh, did he? Okay, I didn't even yeah. count that. Okay, well, sure luck. And then finally, Alfa Romeo. Um, yeah, okay, cool. So that's everyone. So we have the Mexican Grand Prix this weekend. It is a very cool track. I love it. I think that chicane with the... With the uh, grandstand in it. Oh, Oh, it's brilliant. I think it's fantastic. Unbelievable. I think Max is always a good race. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. In my per memory, it's a good race. Same. Yeah, I have such a shocking memory that the fact that this sticks out to me, I'm like, must be good. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's in my thoughts as well. (laughs) Very exciting. Well, it's another late one. If you're doing anything for the bank holiday, remember that. I also think I'm really hoping Checo has a good weekend. Like, I'm still rooting for Checo. Um, I know I've complained in the past, but I think I still... I'm in his corner. And I want I'm Papa Checo to come out as well. Oh yeah, Papa Checo. And finally, moving on to the beloved F pun. This week, we might actually have to split this into two parts because we got so many submissions on our Instagram and I have a full list of puns. This week's category was films and we got a huge amount of replies on our Instagram story and I have withheld looking at them until now have we done this before have we done films before no we've never done films have we not I'm almost positive that we have I thought so too but I I actually can't remember any of them it might have been I think this might have been the first category that me and Jason done before you joined oh maybe well I've loads so hopefully there's no repeats Um, do you want me just to go through the L Instagram first and then we can yeah let's do that thank you to everyone who submitted their puns always appreciate it First one is, we need to talk about Kevin Magnuson. <laughs> it was good. Uh, from the same person, medium compound stellar. Instead instead of interstellar, medium compound stellar. I don't know if that's a pun. Did they write interstellar? Because I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. <laughs> they also put a nervous laughy face so they know that that's a stretch <laughs> oh oh this one's good from the same person again uh jiang zhou unchained which is actually oh, good i good. think eternal sunshine of the bottas minds <laughs> simply signs i don't get that one simply signs no i don't get that oh one. no 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 it's simply signs the film what's, what's signs the alien film Oh, signs. Yeah, okay. So it's signs. The yeah, alien at film. least that's my interpretation. Ah, okay. Yes, I Max Verstappen screenings as a little uh, side. Oh, that's pretty good. Ah, that's very good. There's a few Max ones, like uh, Mad Max was another one. Um, no, we've definitely done this because that was definitely one, one of them. Of okay. Then we also have Hamilton, but that's technically a musical, but it is on Disney Plus. Oh, Cabin in the Wolf. That's very good. Oh, yeah. They're covered in the woods. Ah, Piastri's of the Caribbean. Instead of Pirates of the Caribbean. Ah, that's a good one, yeah. That's good. 
Oh, the Verstappening, I think instead of that. Oh, that's pretty good, yeah. yeah. that's good. That's good. Oh, there's so many Esteban Ockham ones. Wait till you hear mine. Esteban, Esteban Cheese of Inishirin. That's so good. <laughs> that's quite good. That's probably my favourite. Um, oh, Indiana Jones. Like Joe, but Jones. Hmm? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Moulin Au Rouge. The, uh, oh, yeah, the famous corner in Spa. That's very good. Well done. Well, thank you to everyone who submitted their F puns to our Instagram. Colm, do you have any puns? Yes, I have a massive list. Oh, gorge. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I haven't thought of this. Uh, so I just learned it was films. So I will take a what few minutes. What do you mean you just learned it was films? Well, we can spitball some. I have a few, but I consulted with a good few people in in climbing. While we were doing rock climbing, we were discussing all of the different options. So I have had a two hour head start. Very avid pun artists. Yes, there was a good few. There was a good few puns. I'd like to start off with personally my favourite and was suggested by friend of the podcast, Nisha Ockenheimer. Oh, that's a pretty good one. Mm. We also thought up of Oppensteiner. Oh, that's good. One flew over the cuckoo's nest (laughs) <laughs> there's some really bad ones uh, including Forestaban Gump <laughs> now that one's good or this one's my favourite Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Esteban <laughs> so simple <laughs> so simple so effective another build on the Interstellar one is the Intersteiner mm. Mm. the Pokemonza movie oh that's a good one mm. and following that Monza Lisa Smile instead of Mona Lisa Smile which is a film apparently oh Titanic DeVries. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, yeah. E. Esta Blanca. Oh, that's actually not bad. I like that. Good Hill Hunting for Damon Hill. Here's one for Piastri. Baby Driver. <laughs> or Sergeant, now he has his points. Oh, yeah. E. With my remarks earlier. <laughs> Sorry, Sergeant. <laughs> La La Landonars. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's a good one. Sleep Lewis in Seattle. Sleep Lewis. You have to say it quite quickly. What? Sleep what Lewis. Sl- sleepless in Seattle, but it's sleepless. Oh. <laughs> oh, this one's bad as well. Instead of psycho, it's signs go. <laughs> Brundleback Mountain. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Mama Massey. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Mm. Max Verstappen versus the world. <laughs> no country for Alonso. Because <laughs> he's no man. <laughs> That'll be all from us this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Thursday with the review of the Mexican Grand Prix. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to give us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. It really helps if you leave us a review and make sure to tell your friends and family to give us a listen. We're also on Instagram at Did You Watch The Race, all one word. And while you're there, be sure to check out Coley Illustrations who do all our lovely artwork. So, thanks for listening. I've been Gemma. I've been Colm. And we also had Jason here today. So thank you, Jason, for dropping in. And we'll see you next Thursday. Thursday.